Hello, and welcome to the Enlightened Awakening Podcast. A place of honest and authentic conversations. I'm your host, Timmy. And I'm Muriel. And today we wanted to have a conversation about something that's come up in different forms in previous discussions that we've had. But we wanted to do a deep dive today into the topic of pride. So Uriel, I wanted to open up this conversation by asking you, what are some of the ways in which you've seen pride has impacted you in your life personally? Oh, I feel like there's different stages in my life where pride taught me a very difficult lesson. But off the top of my head right now, I'm just kind of thinking about how sometimes my own like prideful thinking was like like destructive in relationships. Um, not romantically, but like with friends at school or, you know, just kids in your neighborhood. But there was like little things that would happen. Or if you made a mistake or somebody did something to you that kind of hit that pride or ego inside of you, that you would just like, you know, terminate those relationships without even getting into a place where you can try to figure out what the problem was. So, yeah. Yeah, I think what you're talking about uh, in terms of making mistakes, that's probably where my head first naturally went when I started thinking about this idea of how pride has impacted me. I think for myself, when I was a child, especially, I had a very fixed mindset. And anytime that somebody was able to point out that I didn't do something the intended way, that really led to a hit to my ego. I think that it took me some time to be able to work through that. But because it was something that was established in my mind and my and in my psyche from a young age is something that I have to work to continually overcome and to not fall into these traps of wanting to be perfect. I think that another way in which it's impacted me personally, and this is something that has continued to be a struggle, is when I meet somebody else who also has a strong sense of pride or maybe is struggling with pride in a similar way. It's very interesting to see when two people who both have a pride issue encounter each other, what happens. And it becomes almost a battle of who can outpride the other. Because, of course, the thing that people who struggle with pride hate the most in other people is pride, which is extremely funny to me. Because I think oftentimes when I'm talking about somebody who I think is Maybe the word I would use is cocky or overconfident and how it just rubs me the wrong way so much. Well, what I started to realize is they probably actually feel the exact same way about me and the way that I'm coming across. And it's likely that there's something that I'm doing or a way I'm interacting with them or something that I said that led them to behave in that way. And so it's like a self-perpetuating cycle where two people who have an issue with pride become increasingly antagonistic towards each other because of what the other person is doing. And it just continues to feed the cycle. So I think that that's probably recently, especially one of the biggest areas that I have seen that that has impacted me. Yeah, that's that's kind of true. Whenever you were talking about that, I was just thinking about stubbornness and how you know being prideful can sometimes lead to that. And our own individual inability to admit to our mistakes or to accept feedback because we feel that like somebody's targeting you for whatever reason. And it's almost like you create this delusion about what's actually going on and fabricate this idea that like 
people are like plotting against you or trying to stab you in the back, I guess. But yeah, um, they all kind of get tied together when you like, it's just like, like you said, it's a cyclical nature of like negativity. And then that leads to a mistake, but then a frightful person won't admit to that. So then he goes on to make another mistake. And so it's just a never ending roller coaster. Yeah, I think that that's why pride is so deadly. And to take it to the good book for a second, Proverbs talks about how pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And I think that what you just mentioned here is the essence of why that is. Because when you continually make the same mistake over and over, that eventually is going to lead to your destruction. It's very interesting how I've seen in my life that there are certain things that I've known I need to eliminate or certain things that I need to start doing in order to move my life in the direction that I want to go. And I don't know if this is just how God's trying to get my attention or it's the universe naturally serving me what it is that is going to be the results of my own actions. But the more that I repeat that mistake, the further the consequences and the severity of the consequences escalate. And so it's very funny to see how that ultimately plays out in different types of relationships, whether it's at work or whether it's with a romantic partner or whether it's with friends or even within yourself to see how the more that the consequences seem to escalate, the easier it almost becomes to justify why it is that you're continuing on that path. And so I think one of the most important things, then we'll get into this a little bit later, of course in terms of practical ways that we can prevent our pride from taking over. But I think that one of the things that stopped that cycle for me was taking the time to try to gain a better understanding of what was truly going on. Awareness, I think, is the biggest thing. I think the other thing that is very interesting about continually falling into pride is the fact that pride is one of those things that leads to so many other problems in your life. You talked earlier about not being able to admit your mistakes and about how that can also lead to certain outcomes. And I think that when we see that the consequences of our actions are starting to pile up and we continue to justify that because we don't want to admit that we're wrong, that is how we're going to then eventually fall into a pit that could be extremely difficult to get out of, especially if it's one that we don't realize that we're in because, again, we're too prideful to admit that. Something really interesting when you think about how to counteract pride, really the first thing that comes to mind to me is the uh, humility. The reason being is that a prideful person often is egocentric, meaning that they are only focused on themselves because the choices that they make or the choices that they do not choose to make is really all based on their own individualistic views and their own perspective of the world. And so then humility would then allow that a prideful person to actually be able to not only be focusing on themselves, but then to be of service or of help to those around them. And so when you think about that as well, is you can't be a person that always gives and gives everything about yourself to everyone else and you give nothing to yourself because there's going to be a point where you won't be able to give out anymore because you never took the time to take care of yourself individually. And so there has to be a balance between the two right? Between like maybe pride and in this case, how I'm comparing it to humility. And, you know, that's what I think keeps a lot of people going. And that's the hard part about life is just finding that balance because you can't be too prideful, but too much humility can 
also put you in a bad place, right? So you got to have a balance. It's true. People are often, and rightly so, oddly suspicious of people that seem to be almost too humble. It's funny because humility is one of those things that if you were to say, yeah, you know, I'm a humble person, then it's like the, one of the greatest oxymorons there is. You cannot say that. You can't say That's, that. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You, you can't say that. And I heard a hilarious story one time about a guy who got a pin in church for being the most humble person in the congregation. But the following week, they took the pin away from him because he wore it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm bro, like, no, right. And I'm That's like, so dirty. Right. You know, if you get a pin about being humble, is that really something that you should wear? But then again, like pins are meant to be worn. It's not like you're going to stick it in a drawer. Right. But I, yeah, yeah, when I heard that, I just thought that was hilarious because it's like, that's crazy. Right. It's like, as soon as you say that you're humble, you've lost it. Like you said, you can't say that. I also believe that for that reason, like humility, it's one, of, it's something that's ethereal, right? You can't really describe it. You can't, it's, it's almost, I feel like it's hard to generate it or it's hard to develop humility. It's something that I think needs to be just practiced on a moment by moment basis. And I think one of the things that can potentially really help with that is to remember that you are just one very small piece in a whole. I know that for myself, that that was one of the things that was helpful. Something that John Maxwell loves to remind people of all the time is that The entire world is made up of other people, except for one minor exception, which is ourselves, of course. And to think that a billion plus people out of that many people that we are somehow superior to others, it's a mistake to consider that. But, oh, how easy is it to see somebody do something that you don't agree with or that you perhaps don't understand why they're doing that and to then decide that? They may not know as much as you or they don't understand what you understand or they're not as worthy as you are, right? It's, it's so deadly because for anyone who is a person of faith, as we know in the Bible anyways, that was the primordial sin. Lucifer, after God, he was the next, right? And so he decided that he wanted to be God and he thought that he should be the top dog. And so he went to war. That's one of the ways that I try to remind myself that I shouldn't think more of myself than I ought to because it's just so, so dangerous. I think it's really interesting because like when you think about it, like pride goes hand in hand with like ego, right? Because it's almost like the motivating things that can sort of create a very negative view of the world that is obviously based on our own personal ego. One quote that I thought really exemplifies how I see humility is um, by Rick Warren, an American author, What he says is that humility is not denying your strengths. Humility is being honest about your weaknesses. I think that's the really important piece where people need to understand that there's nothing wrong to being an imperfect being and that it's perfectly fine and okay to some sometimes like go off the reins and accept that other people are better than you at other things and that the world goes on and it's perfectly fine. And instead to know that perhaps there's certain areas in our life where we need assistance because there are weaknesses that it's it's okay and you'll like you'll be humble about approaching somebody that's better than you at something and allowing them to help you which i think is really really important right and so like you said too much pride leads to destruction and the destruction of that person but humility harnesses the best of you and allows you to channel that while also knowing that you won't put yourself in 
in areas when you, where you cannot excel. And so you're actually contributing the best that you can contribute to the world and allowing other people to fill in the gaps where needed, right? Because that's their own individual strengths. Yeah, I think you said it beautifully. And that's one of the most important lessons that I think I have learned, particularly in uh, the role that I'm working in at work right now. Nobody can have a monopoly of knowledge. There's a reason why that saying the whole is greater than the sum of its parts is so powerful. When everybody is able to unite around their particular strengths and find a way to channel them in a collaborative, cohesive way, then the result is going to be exponentially better than those individuals working on their own. And I think that that, for me, is one of the greatest lessons is that when we are able to set our pride on the table and to acknowledge the strength of others, then that ultimately is going to lift us up as well. Somebody who is swallowed up by pride is not able to learn from other people. And as a result, they're going to be limited in what it is that they're able to achieve. When I have discounted somebody, that automatically blinds me to anything that I could potentially take from them or anything that I could be able to see that they have strengths in to learn how they go about doing it. You're not able to see that. And I think that that's one of the other pieces of pride that's so dangerous is it isolates us from other people because nobody wants to feel like they're being looked down on by somebody else. And it's funny how people who struggle with pride, as I alluded to earlier, hate that more than anything because it's an ego versus ego battle, not understanding that that could be the way that they're making others feel. And I think that this is why it is really important when we see that happening in relationships that we actually care about to have a conversation about it. Because ultimately speaking, the biggest thing that is going to lead to a split is lack of communication around those things. But oftentimes people are rightly hesitant to have those conversations with people because as you alluded to earlier, when you're really stooped in pride, it's very difficult to receive feedback. And that is another reason why pride so readily and always will lead to destruction. Because When people who do truly care about you see you going down a certain path and give you honest feedback, it can bruise your ego, which leads you to then react negatively, which then leads you to ignore the advice or the perspective that was shared, and then ultimately phrase the relationship, which further isolates you. There's just so many different things that lead to such negative outcomes when it comes to pride, and yet... It seems that by and large, a lot of people, myself included, are still struggling with that. And why do you think that is? I mean, like we've read so many stories, we've seen it in media so many times that people have this overly inflated idea of themselves and it leads to their destruction. And yet we continue to fall into those traps. Do you have any thoughts on why that might be? There's two things that I think about when you think in regards to why pride is a continuous cyclical problem for a lot of people and i think that the way that we've been raised to believe the world works is that there's essentially a ladder you must climb to get to a specific floor of a building that has infinite amounts of floors and so we have been raised to believe in every single day of our life this there's like ads and things that 
basically cement this idea that you have to climb this ladder to get to the highest floor possible before the end of your life. And so we then have this kind of like built-in desire to be the the very best, right? To reach the highest floor because that means that we were successful. That means that that we did good in this game of life that we're kind of put into. Because, you know, things get more expensive and you know, life gets harder because people can't afford to live and all of these problems that are currently happening in the world. You know, you want to climb that ladder because you know that if you don't climb it and you don't get to the highest floor, you know, you might not be as comfortable in your life or you might not live as comfortable of a life that you'd like to live. This is where I'm going to give you a bit of a take that pride can be a good thing, but it's sort of like a, a, you trying to play with a knife that is extremely sharp. No matter how good you are handling that knife, you know, you may get cut. You know, you, you kind of have to hold some respect to that knife and use it, you know, gently and with precision and knowing that, you know, any mistake could leave you bleeding. And so it's about developing a relationship of respect with your own pride and, and knowing when sometimes being seen as an inflated self-egotistical person, you know, maybe you have an idea about something that can make an impact in the world, but nobody believes it because you're probably the craziest person ever to think that something like that would work, right? Because think about all the people that have discovered things just because they they really believe something like that could happen. As a good example right now, AI, right? The amount of things that they can do in such a short amount of time, you know, it's it's incredible that somebody thought something like that was actually possible. It's kind of a relationship that you have to have with pride in your life. And you can't just not have any because then you'll have no drive and no motivation, no ambition, no desire to really achieve anything, which then can be destructive to you because you'll feel like your life has no purpose or meaning. Yeah, I'm glad that you touched on the positive side of pride because when I was younger, I actually had a very low sense of self-esteem, particularly because when I was younger, I was bullied a lot. When I started meeting people who validated who I was and let me know that I did have value, that's when I started realizing that, hey, you know what? I am pretty awesome. And at that time, that was necessary because I didn't see myself as somebody really who had much to offer. But as I started developing my sense of self-esteem, there was a certain point where that crutch that had served me well when I had no faith or belief in myself then started going the other way. I do think that it is important to have a healthy level of pride. I know that kind of is an oxymoron. Is there really such a thing as healthy pride? I would argue that there is, but that it has to be coupled with awareness, continuous assessment, and also surrounding yourself with people who are able to give you honest feedback when you're starting to let your heads get a little bit too much in the clouds. And so I know that we've mentioned a couple of different strategies we can use, but I really wanted to bring it home by asking you, Uriel, what are some of the practical ways in which we can prevent pride from taking us over? I know that we've talked about practicing humility. We've talked about surrounding ourselves with people who can give feedback. But is there anything else that you have seen has been useful in your life in terms of winning this battle against pride? Honesty. Mm. I think that when you sit yourself down and you critically reflect on any hardship that you're in, you analyze why you're in that situation, you know, what your contribution to that situation is, and you reflect on whether or not you made the best choices 
or if you could have done better so that the outcome would have been different. If you're genuinely honest with yourself, you'll see that there's a lot of things that we could be improving on and we could be doing. With that, honesty has to come some accountability and integrity. If you have accountability and are able to see for yourself that perhaps you're in the wrong or that you also contributed to the mistake, for you to then be able to have the integrity to go and talk to that person and honestly speak to them about that so that you can like move forward. I think that that's the key to respectfully working with pride in your life because then if you don't have it, you know, it'll be really hard for you to have any ambition to want to achieve anything, I feel. When you think about all of the really successful people, they all had this idea of what it is that they wanted to be and they kind of went with it regardless of when anybody else thought about what they wanted to do. But again, even when you have ambition and you want to create something, you have to be honest with yourself. Like, where am I at? How do I go about doing this? And, um, you know, have the integrity and the accountability to get your plan in place, execute it, evaluate and keep on growing. Yeah, I think you said it so well. The honesty piece, the ability to evaluate, to assess, and then to continue with that cycle, coupled with a spirit of humility, I think really is the key. And so that's something that I'm going to be continually working on because uh, I feel that pride is something that, at least in my life, is it's not something I'm ever going to overcome. I think with the way that my psyche is being constructed, my personal experiences, my past, and just some of my personality traits, I think that it is something I'm going to have to continually manage. Definitely some great points on how to be able to do that because I think that everybody can definitely benefit from having a little bit more honesty and awareness of how they come across. And that's really where having people who are able to give you that feedback when you have a humble spirit is extremely, extremely effective. It's just like everything in life. You just have to find that balance. Know that the balance changes all the time. If you struggle with pride, practice some humility and I think you'll be all right. Amen to that. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, guys. As always, we greatly appreciate the continued support. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts so that you can be aware as soon as the hottest episode that's new drops. Thanks again and have a blessed day.